0: Welcome back to Dribbling Around. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back on VIC Radio, right where we started. A little bit of a shorter episode. we got to go 30 minutes this time and getting right into things. We talked about the NBA Finals, a preview in our last episode, and I said the Heat were going to win game one. I think LeBron was going to feel that out, but I get that he got hit with the injury bug, but the Lakers, just sheer strength, overpowered them. The series looks to be over. A lot of analysts are saying that. Connor, I'll start with you. Is the series over?
1: It is, but I still think Miami is going to be able to get a game barring injuries because obviously we know Bam and Goran are doubtful for game two. And that's a huge hit. Granted, we have we saw in game one that Kendrick Nunn can somewhat replace the impact that Goran Dragic has, but Bam is irreplaceable for that team. You can throw in Myers-Leonard, Kelly Olynyk, anyone. They're not going to give you the same kind of performance on either end of the floor that Bam is going to get you. So... I mean, technically it is over just because the Heat were never going to be able to – they were maybe going to be able to put up a fight and push it to seven fully, health, fully healthy. But now that you're taking away two of probably their top three, top four players, this is Lakers probably five, six at the most. Jade.
2: And the Lakers really turned it on in game one. And I think you saw like a different brand of basketball or maybe the brand of basketball to, that you were expecting them to play throughout all these playoffs, finally coming to full fruition, everything that they really want to do all came together at once. And I think they played very, very well. And obviously the injury issues for the Miami heat are, are going to be uh, indicative of what's going to happen in the future. If they continue and if some players aren't able to come back, It really is down the line for them. But uh you know, I, I'm not going to put anything past Jimmy Butler. He willed this team here and uh, in the first part of the season, and then they all came together in the second half of the season, especially in the bubble. They all came together, and uh, I don't think this is the end for them as it stands right now. I know, Dane, you're going to say that all the – this is it. The Lakers have the Series 1. I think there is still a good shot that the Lakers win this series, but uh, I, it's still only after Game shot. 1. I, I'm still, It's still – it's only after Game 1. You're making it it's sound after like – everyone on the other team died,' that there's no one left right, to, listen, to
0: play. <laughs> Jaden, I get this after game one. Even if the Heat win tonight, the series is freaking over. I'm sorry, it's over. It, it, you take a look. We mentioned in the previews uh, when, in our last episode, we broke down each aspect and we talked about rebounding and bench scoring. And Connor, I think you went with rebounding for the heat, but you said it was close and it was close, but we all said, and I went with rebounding for the Lakers, but we said the potential of the Lakers because they have those trees with rebounding inside is crazy, right? And what they did in game one, the heat couldn't stick with them at all. LeBron, the zone doesn't work anymore. Boston started to figure out in the second half of the series, the heat went to it in late in the second quarter. It failed. Rondo broke that down with ease. The Laker, the Heat defense looked probably the worst it looked all playoffs. Now, I'm not expecting that the rest of the series. But if AD's playing like that and dropping 34, LeBron only had to score 25. And then the Heat, they played a better fourth quarter. The Lakers had their starters in the fourth quarter, but the effort wasn't there. They weren't even trying. And they still ended up winning by, what, 18 points? Stephen A. Smith said it. In order for the Heat to stay in this series, do I think they'll take a game? Yes. Lakers in five at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Lakers in four. They have to shoot the lights out and give credit to the Lakers. How good were they on the perimeter guarding Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero not letting them get open threes? Duncan had a fat zero. I hate to say this about Tyler Hero, who's been probably one of the best rookies in the game. Probably should, and I'm not sure if he was first team all rookie or not. He was the worst player on the floor in game one. The Lakers shut him up. Like their defense, everything was clicking in game one. You would expect Eric Spolstra as a good coach. And I'm not discrediting what he's done in this playoffs to put together something that is better, a better game plan in game two. But like you said, Connor, Bam's doubtful for game two. How in the heck are you going to stop Anthony Davis? Put in Myers Leonard, Kelly O'Linick? It's not going to happen. And I think AD could be on his way to winning finals MVP. It very well could be LeBron. He was one assist away from a triple double in game one, but How are the Heat stopping the Lakers offensively? And if the Lakers play like that defensively, there's no chance. Well, Dan, the way I'm looking at the rest
1: of the series is I'm almost scrapping game one and throwing it out the window. Just like, yeah, the Lakers obviously dominated it. But if you go into game two, you're looking at a couple things from either side. One, obviously the Heat, terrible injury law. But also, you're not going to get that same type of performance from Iguodala Harrow and uh, Duncan Robinson, and if you're the Lakers, you're not going to shoot the lights out again. They shot at a, such a high, unsustainable clip that, yeah, they were able to pull away so quickly, so easily in Game One, except for the fourth quarter. But then, like you're looking, you're projecting that over a seven-game series. This is never a team that wins the, that wins games that wins series with their perimeter shooting. It stepped up, and I'll give them credit, but that's not how they're going to win this series. I get it; they really performed well. I'm just not expecting those type of wins for the rest of the series.
0: Neither am I. But the Heat are hobbled now. I'm not expecting the perimeter yeah, shooting yeah. to be like Jimmy's that. Jimmy's not
1: full health either.
0: Exactly. He's playing on yeah. a left sprained ankle or something. But I'm not expecting the perimeter shooting okay. to be that good. We're not. That's not our strength. But you saw our perimeter shooting was good. But what else helped us in that game one? Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard. They could not stop them underneath how many reb- offensive rebounds they you got. They could stop the Anthony product. Davis anywhere.
2: <laughs> I saw a and then clip let on, uh, on Instagram. It's like, oh, he shot a three, he shot a mid-range, he got inside, he got the elbow, he got in the free throw line, And that's another big mm-hmm. thing, too. The Lakers drew a lot of fouls, especially in the the first half. It, the free throw numbers were just insane. So they, they just did everything mm-hmm. right basketball-wise in, in that game one. And I, 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 want, I don't want to say it was a fluke, because I think the Lakers are expected to win these games, but I don't think they're expected
0: to win these games like that. Mm-hmm. Like I think like, it's it yeah. overdominant. Yeah.
2: Maybe yeah, I think
0: that I, I'm yeah. not gonna try, I'm trying not to overreact after game one. I'm gonna say five at this point because I thought Miami was gonna win game one. And if they win game two, I still think the Lakers won in five. But the scary thing is for Miami, is that yes, the perimeter shooting was good, you're not gonna get that again. But LeBron didn't have to go crazy 100%. Yes, he had a fantastic game. Yes, he almost put up another triple-double, but he didn't have to go 100%, drop 35, like 40, something like that, like he did in the end, in Game 5 at the end of the Denver series. He didn't have to do that. And Like I said, LeBron, Frank Vogel has done a good job giving LeBron a certain amount of rest more than he had in Cleveland in those playoff runs in his second tenure in Cleveland. So he's ready to go, and now he has another sidekick. It, it's just... It's the perfect storm right now for the Lakers. I, it's probably going to be – I'm predicting the gentleman's sweep. Five, 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 five. It's – it looks too pretty right now.
1: Well, Jeremy but, Butler guaranteed a Miami win in game two. How do you feel about that? Is it still
0: <laughs> – Lakers winning I, tonight? Well, by the time this airs, game two will be over. Um, so, yeah, I'm going – Lakers are good to work. We're going to – listen, listen, if, if – listen, if the Heat win – the Heat win. They're going to bounce back. This game's almost 99% sure, uh, probably 95% sure it's going to be closer. And the Heat aren't going to, like, fall apart in the second and third quarter. Well, yeah, because they might fall apart in the first yeah, without Bam. But if Bam, if Bam, is not playing, the Lakers are going to win. I will yeah, be very I mean, it, it, One
2: thing I've learned watching basketball for a while is not to make en- enemies with uh, Jimmy Butler. So I'm going to say oh, – yeah that the Heat are going to look a lot better than they did in game two than they did in game one. But I think kind of you're right, it is dependent on the health of this team. I think if this team is fully healthy, they could give this Lakers team a very good competitive matchup. But uh, with a lot of injuries issues that happened in game one,
0: that's going to be a very tough thing to do. But I wouldn't put it past Jimmy Butler. I really. If wouldn't. you prove me wrong, Jimmy Butler, congratulations. You're going to lose <laughs> the next three games anyway. If this is a cold take, wow. hit me up with it. Can't yeah. that we, go need, we need we need to saying, move on. I'm saying
1: lakers lakers win by like about eight to 12 points. That's
0: okay. Be that's point. a good prediction. I like that. We got to move on. We, we took a little too much time there in the heat. Lakers yeah. moving on. Something we released the episode, and then something that happened just after we released episode 20 another woge bomb. Doc Rivers heading to the Philadelphia 76ers from Boston to LA, now to Philly. Interesting fit. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. There's still still some potential there, but in a really tough division, you got Boston, Brooklyn coming back next year, Toronto. What do you like about it, Jaden?
2: So Dan, you missed it because we had this conversation and you had to
0: leave for whatever reason, but I did see it. I did see it. We, we see it. Well, you were conv- talking about Dan yeah. Tony. You were talking about Dan Tony. Oh yeah.
2: But we, part. but I was saying fitting with the 76ers, having a coach come mm-hmm. in and fit with, with the 76ers. Right. And so the Dan Tony situation was, if you come in with the with an offensive plan like that, it could be really good or bad for Ben Simmons. Right. Where it's either he's the star of the show or he's compl- in a completely different uniform. And I think that's almost the same case with uh, Doc Rivers. Right. Because it, at this point you realize that this offense just hasn't been gelling that well with these two together. And if Doc Rivers figures something out, I think in the same way as would Tony would, that it would elevate them both together at the same time. If not one person will be leaving. I think it's, it's mm-hmm. that it's really that simple. I don't see anybody getting traded before uh, NBA games are played uh, again in next season, but uh, that's going to be a deadline issue. I think.
1: Yeah. The thing I like most about this hiring is that it's not Mike D'Antoni. I, it's just, <laughs> it was just an awkward fit. I thought, especially yeah. going from the Good small point. ball. And we mentioned this, like you can't go from two more polar opposites from small ball Houston, live by the three, die by the three to bully ball Philly. And I think I like this doc fit a little bit more again. I'm not ecstatic, but I think that's just because of the roster more so like than the coach granted, obviously the last time we saw the coach in in action, it wasn't the most glamorous of looks. But still, I think it's going to be good, and I agree with Jaden. I don't think there's going to be any major roster moves now before this, uh, before the season starts just because, all right, we're bringing in Doc Rivers, a guy who can definitely will this team, who has the potential to get this team possibly over the hump to the championship round. Can this core actually win it all with the right head coach? Because we saw time – Time and time again, that Brett Brown, yeah, he was good, but he was never going to win them games. He was never going to make them go further in the playoffs.
0: Maybe Doc is that coach. Mm-hmm. Connor, building off your point, listen, Doc, how far can they? How far can he really push the Sixers? I mean, he's blown, what, 50% of the 3-1 leads in NBA history as a head coach? Something like that. I saw a stat. It might be a little bit less. But still, it's the roster. You take a look at that division. You take a look at the East. Connor, I saw one right before I left. You mentioned it seven or eight seeds still potentially because if you think about it brooklyn's better than them if they stay healthy toronto's better than them right boston's better than them that's Toronto three people
1: free agent question marks i'll give them that I'll, yeah. I'll say that okay
0: but you got three teams potentially better than them there milwaukee's better than them at least in the regular season miami's going to be better than them so that's not
1: mention your man crush indiana
0: I was about to mention Indiana. I'm a little skeptical. We're going to talk about Victor Oladipo a little bit, so I'm not sure about them. Seven or eight, maybe. I, I, it's tough because then they were so they were one of those home road teams this year where they were so good at home and so terrible on the road. Yeah. Like, does Doc? How much does Doc Rivers? Yes, he's a better coach than Brett Brown. Does he push them over that hump? Like I was saying, the year they lost to Kawhi with Jimmy Butler was their opportunity. They're one and shot I away. Feel, I feel
2: like now with with Doc Rivers, they have a, a sense of glimmer of that year once again. You know, what I'm saying because even though you no longer no longer have Jimmy Butler, but now you have a coach that has won an NBA final. So, like that's what I'm saying. I feel like if anybody was gonna is gonna do it, it's gonna be him to be able to will this group together. And I know that he has, in <laughs> recent history, hasn't had the best uh, track record. But uh, right now, fresh late, fresh and that, and that, that's. As a coach, I think that's what you look for the most. Like, where can I wipe my slate clean? Like, you get the Clippers stuff behind me. He's in a completely different – he's in the East now. And he's with a team that he didn't really have a lot of contact with. So, now it, it, I think he, he gets to start re, uh, brand new for himself. Oh, how right? do you I get better? the best situation for him. How does the roster get better? Well, you really need to improve that offense. Yeah, because well, honestly, you- the roster situation, like, yes, I know the roster isn't, doesn't match up perfectly, but the roster can be elevated to a point at almost keeping the same names because at one point they were on that same echelon level. I think a lot of people predicted them even early in the beginning of, uh, of last season. You put them at the same level as these other teams, right? So you, you just elevate that offense so it works. And, yeah, I, and- we, we don't know how to do that. We're not NBA coaches, but he's an NBA Finals winning coach.
0: Yeah, and they were without Simmons in the playoffs, and they have Tobias Harris, they have Al Horford, but they're not moving those contracts. Yeah, To me, they just – and the year they had Jimmy Butler, they had J.J. Redick too. So they had that, like, shooting threat coming off screens that was so deadly. Like, you look at the roster, no matter what they could add, maybe if they tried and signed a Jeremy Grant or whatever, I don't even think they have the cap for that. This does not scream championship roster to me. And now, since you signed Doc Rivers, you're probably not going to trade Joe L. Ben. You're going to run with it, right? At least until the trade deadline. I mean, no, that's why
1: you got to see how it works first on the yeah. court, especially with this new system.
0: Yeah, I, I'm hating on Philly here. Like I, Doc Rivers One is a good is. hire. Good point, Connor. But like, what what does this do really to push you over the hump? That's why I would have said I would have reloaded, like gone gotten Joel to uh, Golden State and Jaden, whoever you love, James Wiseman. Take him at number two. Right? Or you could trade Ben. It, I don't know. It Philly's yeah, I mean, very... This, this, this move doesn't necessarily push him over the hump, in my opinion. I
1: think it does make him better. And I like. I don't think they're necessarily going to get approved from the outside. I see this hiring as okay, what more can Doc Rivers get out of Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, even Tobias Harris that Brett Brown could do? Like, what more do those players have to give? And I think they do have more to give. I think Joel needs to have more of an inside presence. He does not need to be a stretch five. And then obviously, like, we know Ben Simmons, his inefficiencies. like, can he expand on, like, can he expand around those? Can he work on that? Can Tobias Harris finally develop into a consistent shooter, especially in the clutch time, too? I think all of these things have the potential to happen. Am I banking on it? No. Am I banking on it to the point where they become a top four scene in the East? Hell no.
0: Now yeah. before
1: we move on, I think our next segment's going to be all the Depot talk. I just want to mm-hmm. do something kind of quick with you guys. They obviously have a ton of lengthy contracts on that team. Doc signed a five-year deal. Do you think I'm just going to give you two names like Doc and a player. Tell me who you think is going to be on their roster the longest. Doc and Al Horford.
2: Well, the contract, I don't think... Can you move how long, <laughs> is How long like... is Horford's contract? <laughs> I would say Doc.
1: Horford signed a four-year deal, so he has
0: three left. Doc.
2: I'd say... Doc will be there longer. I'd say Doc, but by like a year, and then if they could physically move that contract, I think they would move Horford if they could. Harris. Hmm.
0: Doc. Uh...
2: I say, I, you you really—it's a tough conversation to have because Doc is a brand new hire, you know, so you don't really know no, I'm, yet. I'm just saying, but, like Harris, Harris, I, I like a lot. Like
1: they went all in on this head coach. Yeah. I think I'm gonna say Doc because I think yeah. Harris's contract—I think that last year might be movable. With obviously, <laughs> I think it play.
2: might be movable, but I like I like Harris. The only thing is just that he was not a closer for the Sixers that I think a lot of the team expected him to be, and. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one thing against it. But I like Harris. I thought he was cool. Ben Simmons. (laughs) Uh, I I would say uh, Doc definitely because I feel like Simmons is very, very movable. He is a piece Um, that you can move because you can get something back for that you're willing to take on,
0: you know? I'm just going to say Ben Simmons because, I don't know, just to say, I'm not going to argue about that because we don't have enough time to do that. Um, (laughs) But one thing I will say about Brett Brown in that playoff series against Boston, they fought hard. They just couldn't make shots. They played hard defense. They just couldn't make shots. Go to get the Celtics
2: team. That was very good. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yo, and like they never, were like their identity was not making shots too. Like were it, anemic, it wasn't perimeter shooting. Anemic offensively. Enough with Philly. I'm sick of them. Jeez, Connor, you mentioned it. Victor Oladipo trade rumors. My man crush, Indiana Pacers. He hasn't been playing well that as of late. You remember uh, whether it was 2018, 2017, pushed LeBron's Cavs to seven. Um, one of the up-and-coming stars in the NBA. I think he was an all-star but was hurt for the all-star game, but who knows. They do have an all-star in Demontis Sabonis. Uh, not sure who's going to be the new head coach, Dave Yeager. Uh, former Kings head coach, former Grizzlies head coach. He's a top candidate for that job. Not really sure about that hire. But Oladipo, I know there's been some rumors with Boston. Not really sure what's going on there. Connor, what do you think?
1: Yeah, this is kind of something interesting that I feel like we've almost been monitoring for like a month or two now because I think Richard Jefferson said before the bubble started or in the early stages of it that he wouldn't, he either wouldn't be surprised if Depot was moved or if Depot wanted out actually. So I think this is definitely a sticky situation. It's almost like a Paul George situation all over again. It's just we don't necessarily know Depot's exact desired landing spot. Granted... Yeah. He did – like, it's weird to kind of assess because he went on IG Live and said, like, I got to win championships soon for my legacy. But then he came out later and said, yeah, I that wasn't meaning leaving Indiana, which I think it was almost clearly meaning leaving Indiana, especially in the NBA landscape. But this is kind of weird because who's going to take that shot? Whenever Paul George got moved, no one even expected Oklahoma City to step in. We were all thinking L.A. team or bust. We have no clue where Depot wants to go. Go anywhere.
2: Yeah, I've, I've heard some stuff about the Celtics. I just said that they're saying like, oh, maybe you could move Gordon Hayward and, and a couple picks or something like that. And then, um, you know, I get to work it around, but Gordon Hayward or Oldie would be the main pieces. And I heard some stuff about the Warriors wanting to get involved in – Oladipo a little bit, maybe moving like Wiggins or something like that. But I don't know how much sense that would make at the end of the day <laughs> because, you know, I, I'm really looking for the Warriors to go big at the uh, meaning in height. Now, uh, Oladipo is a big piece and any, any team would be lucky to have him. But uh, I think when he says that he needs to win a championship and he, he did also come out saying that he did not demand a trade and all stuff like that and that came out, I think, like a day ago. But I think it's true for for Oladipo's sake, and I don't hold him at the same echelon level as I do a lot of these other stars in the league, but uh, a championship does help out your resume a lot. That is very true, Oladipo. He has that down pack, and uh, I don't know if you'll ever find that with the Pacers as things stand right now. I think he needs to go to a bigger team, but he won't be the centerpiece. He definitely won't. He's going to be the three, or the the second-best guy on the
0: team to win a
2: championship, Oladipo. I'm trying
0: trying to think. And, I've got two uh, I've teams been... in mind one east, one west. I oh, I have one east. Who's you, you go ahead first?
1: This might surprise you, but my east team
0: is Toronto. It was that's mine too. That is completely mine saying, too. Right, yes, yes. who are they I trading?
1: I don't well, no, I, I'm not the GM. I'm not the GM. I'm just like, hey, this team kind of fits, but no, mm-hmm. you've got Lowry. I'm pretty sure he's a UFA. You got Fred Van Vliet, who's a UFA. Yeah, you bring back one of them. You definitely got some assets that you can throw to Indiana, and always remember that. An unhappy star diminishes his value. He does that himself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not criticizing Depot. That's probably not the best choice of word with antics. But, I mean, he's making himself known that, hey, I'm unhappy here. Someone come and get me. I kind of like that Toronto fit because he probably mm-hmm. won't be counted on as that 1A guy. You're going to yeah. probably one of your guards. You're still going to have Siakam who should rebound from that horrible playoff stretch. I, I think that would be a good East fit. Uh, Jaden? do you have a team? Or Dane, you Wait, go first.
0: Yeah. Can I guess your West team? Sure. All right, hold on. This is tough. Um, oh no, well, would be them. Uh, is it Portland?
1: No, it is not. Shoot. Who is it? Denver. Wow. Ooh,
2: for who, Gary Harris? I hey, I'm not the
1: GM. I'm just saying, like, if they really want to, like, okay, we made it to the Western Conference Finals. Oh, I
2: have a good West like, team.
0: What? I
2: have, I you gonna say the, Sacramento? No, I was gonna say the Jazz. I was thinking them. If they can tell move me call not call, the Jazz, if they can move, who, who do they have? have? If they can move some pieces, and I'll be, I think that would be very good for Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. To have a kind of, over there, because kind of, wow. what do they need? They need a, like a wing at that point. I know Oladipo doesn't fit the perfect wing mold, but you could shove him there and then give him the ball as much as you need to. Exactly. And yeah, I, a great, and it's a great mind uh, uh, helper for Donovan Mitchell. It really is, and that for the future and everything like that, I could see him in, he, a, in a Jazz uniform.
0: I need to see Oladipo be a little bit better like get back to that form because in the playoffs he wasn't that good it was literally tj warren's team this was without sabonis well let's
1: remember dane that before the bubble even started we didn't know if Depot was going to be playing Mm -hmm. yeah but he wasn't rushed or if he was uncomfortable playing that's something huge to look at but yeah it's just like i'm not going to hold his performance that much against him because what was he coming off of torn acl torn quad or something like that It, it was some major leg issue yeah
0: Can he come back better, better, though? In, like, over a year, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I mean, I feel like, can he come back better, though? Because, like, Jordan Clarkson was just as good, if not better than him, when he came back. But enough with Oladipo. Last segment of our show, we got about six, seven minutes left to go. Haven't seen this in a while, but (laughs) we're back and ready to go. I think the score is, what, like, 5-3 me, but Jaden's jump ball. Jaden, how we feel? Let's go. feeling great, and we had to bring it back. Just for V I C
2: because you know so we haven't been using it a lot, but because there's been a lot of talk to, to talk about with the NBA Finals and everything like that. But I think we had to bring it back right now for the fans. So we talked about coaches today. Coaches very important in the NBA. Talk about Doc Rivers, and we're gonna go talk about on our Jaden Jump Ball NBA Finals winning coaches. All right. All so time. you gotta
1: are we like you know, listing all time?
2: Them off? We're listing off, and we're going backwards. All right. So we're starting with last year. I go first, right? Uh, Whoever won last goes first. Because I did. Nick Nurse. Nick Nick Nurse. Nurse. Steve Kerr. Yes. Steve Kerr again. Yes. Pailu. Yes, Cavaliers. Steve Kerr. Yes, Warriors. Popovich. Yes, Spurs. Eric Spolstra. Correct, Miami Heat. Eric Spolstra. Correct, Miami Heat. Rick Carlisle. Correct, Dallas Mavericks. Phil Jackson. Correct. Lakers. Phil Jackson. Correct. Lakers.
1: Doc Rivers.
2: Correct. Boston
0: Celtics. Greg Popovich?
2: Correct. San Antonio Spurs.
1: Dane, do you know this one? <laughs> <Yeah>. You do. <laughs> I don't like these jump balls,
2: man. Uh, I'm Sorry, man. <laughs> I can't do visual ones on radio.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to th- – I have no idea who won- – It was th- Was it the Pistons?
2: I can't say. I, th- I don't know. Oh. I mean, I can't, I can't say
1: think it Pistons coach give him like,
2: right
0: now. Give him like 15 seconds because like... – Yeah, I'm done. I can't think of a name for a coach. Okay, Dave. can I go? Um, is it Pat Riley?
2: Pat Riley is Oh, correct, my man. God, Miami.
0: That was, that
2: was the Dwayne, Dwayne. Oh, wait. Are you are right? Oh, five oh six. Let yeah. me go. Let me go again. Uh, Pop. Hold on, oh, I gotta pull my list up again. Uh, uh, Popovich, yes, in 0-5. Larry Brown.
0: Yep, Pistons. Um, Pop. Yeah. Phil, Phil, Phil.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I hate when he does. I we think have a just... 30 minute time limit. <laughs> uh, we got four minutes left to go in the show. Here we go. Um, uh, I just said Phil, Phil, Phil. Um, is it Pop again? Yeah. Phil, uh, Phil, Phil? Yeah,
2: all this time with the Bulls.
0: Um. Oh my God. <sighs> Gotta name the coach. I know you know what it is. You gotta name the I know it's the Rockets,
2: (laughs) yeah, but you gotta name the coach. And I don't know what if I I don't
0: pronounce his last name right? It's like Rudy Tomajovich. yeah, you got it. You got the the idea, uh, Phil Phil Phil,
2: yeah.
0: Oh no, I did not just forget the coach, Chuck Daly. Chuck Daly,
2: there you go. You you watch the bad Bad boys,
0: um, catch the dream team. What am I saying? Uh, then, ooh, ooh, ooh. Come on. Pet rally, pet rally?
2: Yeah. Uh. I don't know if you get this one.
0: 86? Where yeah. Am I? 86? Oh, the Celtics? Oh, my God. Yeah. How did I forget the Celtics coach? <laughs> it's not Casey Jones. I don't know. I'll give up because we don't have much time left. It is
2: Casey Jones. Can I keep going then? (laughs) You said it's not Casey Jones. We're running out of time here, man. Okay. (laughs) But we gotta. All right, listen. uh, Before we finish, uh, I think a couple words about Ithaca basketball and the future of that just really really quick. So a couple conversations I had, I was able to talk to the head coach, uh, Sean Burton. Super nice guy. <laughs> really, really nice. So uh, if you ever have a chance to go on IC TV watch news watch, uh, I think me and Dan are gonna have some stuff on there. And I was able to do a segment on the men's basketball team. We're talking about the future of their mm-hmm. team. Uh, as it stands right now, a little bit of a spoiler as it stands right now, don't really we're not obviously not expecting anything for twenty twenty next year twenty twenty one abbreviated schedule and uh I expect in the high, uh, single digits, nine, ten games in the season, but they are looking to, to go back-to-back Liberty league championships, and I think they can definitely do that with the very, very young group that they have. Very nice freshmen. Uh, some might be taking gap years, but uh, I still think they have the core to do it. One hundred percent.
0: Yeah, and keep an eye out for what we put up on Dribbling Around News Watch, Jaden, just did a sports segment. Uh, my, my segment was not sports, but maybe I'll get into that in the, within the next couple of weeks. Uh, uh, but we're going to have these 30-minute shows on VIC. We're going to record on Fridays. They can air, uh, I believe, our slot's 1130 to 12. Um, so make sure you listen in to us there. And other than that, we might have some interviews in the middle of the week. We're going to post these on YouTube and, um, let us know because the finals are ending soon. Let us know what we can do. We're a little bit busier within the school year. Um, but let us know what we can do. Some suggestions. We might have like a mock draft where, um, each of us oh, have no. a team like really every third ours is every third <laughs> team. And, uh, we each pick a player off our board and that, that would be kind of fun. That would be a longer episode, not the VIC one, but, uh, um, yeah comment on our Instagram give us any suggestions interview candidates but Connor go ahead
1: yeah I'm just gonna get a, self, a quick self plug in since both of you got it I got an interview with <laughs> coming up, uh, tomorrow for an article I'm working on with the Ithacan also interviewed the men's soccer head coach and the men's rowing head coach just about how new teams are adapting to the all these new circumstances preparing for their new seasons and their first time as a head coach so that should be up hopefully within the next week make sure to check that out i'll probably put that on my instagram story but i think that's all
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I did a COVID package on Sudius Figo, but that's not basketball related. <laughs> so let's move on. We got about, what, 20 seconds left. So thanks for tuning in to Dribbling Around. VIC, we're back right where we started. Shorter episodes, but we're going to keep giving you the content throughout the school year. Look forward. Keep following us on Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You name it. Thanks for listening in. Jaden Becker, Connor Glunt, Dane Richardson. Peace out.